Work shouldn't feel like a drag. And you shouldn't have to sacrifice your soul for a job you love. Determined to rethink the future of work. She's out of her depth on purpose. With fresh ideas, interviews, and stories from her life on the road. Meet Europe's newest digital nomad, Blair Palmer. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of A Brilliant Gamble. I hope you're really well. We are in Croatia at the moment. We spent about four days driving through Europe. So we started in the UK um, and we came across on the ferry and then we drove through France and Germany, uh, Austria, Slovenia and finally arrived in Croatia. It was a real mammoth trip. We did some brilliant camping along the way. We saw some fantastic changes of scenery. The Alps to top it all right at the end. Really extraordinary. And uh, now we're in Croatia pretty much for a month, popping back for a few days for some work in the UK and uh, then coming back and spending the rest of the month here in this beautiful, beautiful place. I've been told many, many times that Croatia is beautiful, but I really had no idea just how breathtaking it was. So we're very, very happy here having a really good time and uh, we're in no rush to come back uh, anytime soon. We're loving the weather and the scenery and the food and all of that. So that's what's going on with us at the moment. But an interesting thing happened on the drive over, which inspired my thoughts about today's podcast. I often get into conversations about being a single mum. Everyone has their own perspective on it. Some people have built up a backstory for why I'm single with a child, often involving being abandoned by some guy. And in this scenario, I'm the victim, making the most of a terrible situation, finding strength where I never knew I had it or never knew I would need to have it. That is the backstory that many people make up about my situation. Some people think it's cool that I'm out there not letting being single with a child stop me from living life. I'm a role model, I'm a symbol of something, I'm, I'm not quite sure what. Some people have judgments. It's not fair on the child. Children are better brought up with two parents. They impose onto our situation their beliefs about what's normal and what's right. Some people feel sorry for me and tell me that I'll meet someone someday, it's just a matter of time. So there are a whole lot of responses that people have to my situation. But on this trip, there is one overwhelming response, no matter where people come from, which of those perspectives they start from. By and large, people seem impressed that we're doing this trip, just the two of us. And uh, this brings me to the story that I wanted to share with you, which is that a lady came up to me in a restaurant. We were waiting for our meal. We'd driven about 400 miles that day across the Alps, and we'd been telling the waiter about it. He was asking um, where we were from and where we were going. We were telling him the situation, and she had heard us, and she was also camping uh, at the same campsite. I recognized her from earlier on. So she was she was doing her own bit of traveling with her husband, but she'd heard us tell the waiter about our story, and she came over while we were waiting for our meal and shook my hand and told me how incredible it was just the two of us driving from England to Croatia in brackets without a man. Now, I did like the appreciation, I'm not going to lie to you, and I did have a moment where I thought to myself, yeah, we are bloody cool. 
I'm amazing doing this on my own. I'm like some kind of superhero. But that reaction within me didn't feel quite right. And that's because being single and doing this without a man or without a partner has never been part of the equation for me. It never occurred to me that I couldn't do this on my own, the same as it never occurred to me that I can't do anything else on my own, run a business, drive a car, move house, get a dog, as a single person. Never occurred to me I couldn't do those things. And it's not that there aren't barriers, there are. As the sole breadwinner, it's all down to me. There is pressure in that. And I can only be in one place at once. So while I'm playing with Ivy or cooking the meal or tidying up or doing homeschool, I can't be working. And I suppose if I had a partner, we could cover more ground. So one would be working while the other's doing the non-income generating stuff. And we could share the pressure of how to fund our dream rather than it just being on my shoulders. On the other hand, I know that not all relationships work in this symbiotic way. Would we agree about going on the trip at all? Would my partner have the kind of skills that could work on the road? Would we divide up the jobs in the way that I've described? Would we divide up the jobs in a way that felt fair? So being single means, yes, that the burden falls on me, but it also means I can make a decision about how to solve a problem on my own and go with it. I don't need buy-in. I don't need to negotiate except with Ivy. I don't need to take into account the restrictions the other person brings, the complexity that they bring because of their own restrictions, their own needs. It's just my own restrictions. Another barrier is sheer exhaustion. Yes, I am tired a lot of the time and there is rarely a moment where I'm not needed. I can't just go off for an afternoon of me time. I'm the responsible adult all the time and I don't always get it right. And there is pressure in that. But I also know that plenty of mums are tired, even when they have partners. Another adult creates more to do, more needs to be met. In my case, if Ivy's happy and the dogs are happy, all's good in the world. There's simplicity in that. Another challenge is that I'm not terribly handy or strong. And I could sometimes do with another grown-up to carry heavy boxes from the car or fix a flat tyre. Now, we haven't had a flat tyre, but I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't have a clue if we did. And I'd end up calling the rescue guys uh, to come and fix it. So I do my best. I'm good with a sewing needle so I can fix clothes. I can work a spanner and a screwdriver. But having someone who knew about engines would be useful on this trip. Of course, it's a massive assumption to, to say that, well, if we had a man on the trip, he would know about engines. I know plenty of men who don't know anything about engines and we're doing fine. We've designed the journey in the knowledge that we don't have a handyman on board. And that's one of the reasons that we upgraded to Rex. He suits our needs better. I carry the boxes and for a few minutes, my arms ache and I moan about it and then they don't. I just do it. I'm not waiting for someone else who might not do it right now. And there is a lot of pleasure in that. When I want it to be done, I just do it. I'm not waiting for anybody. There are a few reasons to explain all of this. Firstly, I was so inspired by Meghan Markle's mum to talk about the reality of being a single mum. I've read some really great articles about her and about how she is perceived and some of the assumptions that were put on 
to her by the audience, by, by, by commentators. Uh, I was really inspired and I wanted to share a little bit about the reality of being a single mum. Yes, we can focus on what makes being a single mum hard or special or inspirational or frightening. But day to day, as a single parent, I don't think about it any more than I assume that people in relationships spend their time thinking about how lucky they are. We all have challenges and restrictions and advantages based on our unique situation and we all live our lives, rarely thinking about how special or inspirational or brave we're being. Secondly, and this is more important to me, it's tempting to buy into cultural messages that tell us what people in certain situations can and cannot do. There are cultural messages about everything. The roles of men and women, what you're capable of when you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s, how you should be living at these stages in your life. There are cultural messages about what work matters and what work doesn't matter. There are cultural messages about how you should spend your time and what you should care about. And those cultural messages can determine the decisions we make without us even consciously realising it or questioning whether those cultural messages are actually true for us. Cultural messages would tell me that I can't homeschool, and I bought into that for a long time. My view was, well, who is going to earn the money if I am the full-time child carer and educator for Ivy? But then I questioned that cultural message and realised it's not true. We found a way. Cultural messages would tell you that you're not safe, as a woman, on the road travelling. Yet women disprove this cultural message all the time. You may decide that you'll stay at campsites rather than wild camping. We're pretty safety conscious when we're on the road and we do that. Or you may make sure that you've got your phone with you at all times just in case. And I do that too. I make sure my phone is fully charged and I've got a, a charger with me just in case. And you may choose your countries with safety in mind. And we do that too to a certain extent but you can still go. You don't have to let those cultural messages make your decisions for you. These cultural messages might tell you that you can't make a change to your life, that you can't do work that matters to you or shift your priorities away from the career ladder or that you can't start your own business. You may not even notice that this is part of your thinking. It's so hardwired. Even if you don't believe those cultural messages, when you actually realise that that's what the cultural message is, you still may use it to justify your decisions. Every week on this trip, I meet people or hear about people who've broken those cultural rules and are living on their own terms. It's not as rare as you think. It's not as radical as you think, which means that you can do it too. Thirdly and finally, We all have reasons not to do something, not to pursue our dream or take the road less travelled or live in a way that feels authentic without worrying about what others will make of our choices. Whether it's lack of money, lack of time, a person or people in our lives telling us we can't, cultural rules, our own insecurities about whether we're up to it, there will always be reasons not to do something. In my case, the obvious reason not to do it, that I'm a single mum, which might seem to others the biggest barrier, wasn't the biggest barrier most of the time. Concerns about money have always been my biggest restriction. But in this way, I'm like many people. We find a reason not to do something. 
So here's what I know. Your personal circumstances, whether you're married, single, with kids, without, or any other combination, doesn't have to stop you. It will if you believe it must. But there are people who stepped into the special world, who accepted the call to adventure, who have these same barriers to negotiate. Single mums with two or three kids, unlike just one, in my case, married couples with teenagers, doing this with teenagers, oh my goodness, single dads, some travelling alone. Yes, you deserve a pat on the back occasionally, and I certainly liked mine. But whatever your situation, you'll have obstacles to overcome. There will be pros and cons to your situation. And there's no rule that says you can't do a thing because you're too old or too young or too married or too single. You can find a way. Don't let cultural messages determine your life journey. Think of them as advertising slogans. They are blunt and intended to be persuasive, but they don't really reflect anyone's true experience of life. They're selling you an idea, an ideal if you like, but our lives are much more complex, unique and beautiful than that. So ignore the slogans, ignore the cultural messages, just like you ignore most of the advertising that tries to persuade you to buy a different brand of cereal. And finally, whatever is stopping you as you stand at the crossroads doesn't have to stop you. You can let it, and maybe whatever's stopping you is indicating that you aren't quite ready or that you haven't quite found the right thing yet. That's possible. And maybe when you're ready, nothing, fears about money, concerns about doing this alone, the inner dialogue that tells you you're too young or too old, maybe nothing, none of that will stop you. But I doubt if that's what's really going on. I suspect whatever is stopping you is an illusion. Lack of money or lack of time aren't really why you're not going for this. All of that can be overcome if you believe it can. You can find a way. We put barriers in front of us because what comes next if we break those barriers down is the unknown. And the unknown, especially if it matters to us, scares us. And the only way you'll know what you're made of The only way you'll know whether this is the right step for you and what the true barriers are is to try it. Dip your toe in the water. Take one step today that takes you closer to realising your dream. Identify your biggest barrier and work out how to make it go away. That's it for this week. Please feel free to share this podcast. We would love to grow the audience. There are so many people at a crossroads in their lives asking themselves, do I dare go for it? And I would love if they had access to this podcast and they had the the assurance that they can and they should and they will be great when they go for it. So please do share this podcast with anyone you know who may be about to take a brilliant gamble or thinking about it. And please do sign up to the newsletter. You can do that on our website, abrilliantgamble.com and stay in touch with us on the social. With more information about how to do that, here is the absolutely charming Ivy Palmer. From you, you can get all the episodes of this show plus read the blog and find out more about our travel adventure at www.brilliantgamble.com. 
Sign up to the news nursery and get an advance notice of classes and programs Mummy's running. Plus, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brilliant Gamble. Finally, please leave a review and star rating for this podcast on iTunes as it helps people find us and take a brilliant gamble of their own. Bye!